Hey friend, it's Thursday. Today we're going to talk about preaching and why it's really important. Hey friend, welcome back to the 18th episode of the Love Your Bible podcast. Yes, that means for 18 weeks. We've been going strong. I think when I first started this, it was like, yeah, this may or may not work out, this every Thursday thing. Uh, But hey, we're still here. It's 18 weeks in, and I think it's safe to say we've created a pattern, so maybe we're going to keep going. Um, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who encourages me. I mean, it's amazing how many places that I go and they're like, hey, listen to the podcast. Hey, enjoying the podcast. And man, I tell you what, like you record these episodes, um, like I'm in my attic office right now and I've got a microphone, I've got a computer screen. And it's that thought of like, does anybody even listen to these? Like, is this helping anyone? And then um, when that little doubt comes in my mind, hey, one of you just randomly will say, hey, Love the podcast this morning. And I just want to say that definitely helps me to keep going. So just a big thank you to everyone who uh, just says little things of kindness and encourages me. And uh, yeah, because the whole goal of this thing is to help you love your Bible more. Because I really believe if you love your Bible, you'll love God, serve people, and live a life that matters. If you're living a life that doesn't matter, it's because, well, you're not connected to God through His Word. And I promise you, the more you get into His Word, the more you'll see His glory, His goodness. Um, So loving God really includes loving your Bible. Because when you love your Bible well, you'll love God well. And then you'll start loving other people well. And your life will go well when you love your Bible. So speaking of loving your Bible, we've talked a lot about reading the Bible, studying the Bible, memorizing the Bible. Um, All those things are good, and you need to do those things if you're going to love your Bible. But I want to talk about something that we don't talk about a lot. It's just sort of assumed, but that is the um, the act of preaching the Bible, because I think it's really important not only to hear the Bible, not only to read the Bible, but to actually hear the Bible preached. So I just want to ask a little question. Um, so you just sort of answer this in your mind. Can Christianity exist without preaching? Hmm, it's a good question, right? I mean, I'm sure you probably will. Yeah, like, of course, it can last without preaching. Um, but I want to push back and, and I want to argue that it can't, that Christianity can exist without preaching. And I get that from John Stott in his book, Between Two Worlds. He, he opens his book and says, hey, Christianity can't exist without preaching. And when I first read that, I'm thinking, man, that's a little bit strong. Like, I think it helps. Uh, preaching helps Christianity. But to say it can't exist without it, that's a big statement. But I just want to read a quote from his book. John Stott says this, without preaching... A necessary part of Christianity's authenticity has been lost. For Christianity is, in its very essence, a religion of the Word of God. So he says, look, Christianity, it's a religion about the Word of God. And if you think about that, that makes it so unique from every other religion that has you know practices and things to do, and, and maybe there is a sacred text, but... But Christianity, it really is a religion about the Word of God. Like, we are a people about the book. 
And we see all throughout Scripture, it really, really matters that we come under the preaching of God's Word. Uh, Christopher Ash, man, I love what he says. He says, The people who matter most in Israel are neither the priests nor the kings, but the prophets. He says, The people that matter the most, who have the most authority, they're the prophets. Like the prophets can call out a king, the prophets can call out a priest. They're actually the most important in God's economy because they speak God's word. And then he says this, God did not just give his people a book. God gave them preachers of the book. And when I read that little line, I thought, man, that's that's the book Priority and Preaching, Christopher Ash. That, that is a huge statement that God not only gave us a book, he gave us preachers of the book. And of course, if you read the storyline of the scriptures, you'll see that there are preachers who are preaching the Bible to people, that people are centered around preaching. They're centered around the word of God. And you can see that right from Genesis. You see God uses words to preach the cosmos into existence. So you could say God's the first preacher and he preached all the cosmos into existence. He spoke and things came to be. And then you see Jesus in the New Testament. He came preaching and teaching, right? He said and preached about the new kingdom in in Mark, in the beginning of Matthew and in Luke. um, He's a preacher teacher. And he says, man, first of all, I came to to preach. Um, And in Acts chapter 2, you see Peter. How was the church first built? It was built through a sermon. So preaching is really important. Uh, Mark Dever would say that when it comes to the church, expository preaching is the first and foremost mark of a healthy church because preaching affects every other part of the church. Like It's not the only mark. It's not the only thing that a church does, but you can better believe good preaching, expository preaching, it actually affects every other area of the church. In other words, when a church has a good preaching ministry, everything else will soon follow that. So I want to go to an Old Testament passage of Scripture. It's Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 12. And I want us just to walk through this, and I want to see the the priority and importance of preaching in the Older Testament. Because we're going to see that, man, preaching the Word, it is really, really important. So we're going to go to Nehemiah chapter 8, and here's what we see in verse 1. It says, All the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate, and they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that God had commanded Israel. So here you have the people of God asking for the word of God. Now, they've just came out of captivity, so they have been without the word. They've been without the law. They've been without God's words. And so now they get back from exile. They are trying to rebuild the temple. They're trying to rebuild their existence, and all the people get together, and they say, Hey, Ezra, you're the scribe. You go get the book. Go go get the book. And we're going to see that what Ezra is going to do is he is going to preach to the people. Verse 2 says this, So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. So so Ezra, he brings the law before the assembly. So you've got one guy with the Bible. He's in front of this assembly. Kind of seems like our church service, right? And then you have both men and women. So it's a mixed company and all who can understand what they heard. So this would include the kids as well. So verse three says this, and he read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday. Now that's like six hours. Okay. So Ezra, he is reading the scriptures for like six 
hours. Okay. So you thought, you know, a sermon, maybe at your church was long. Think about that, a six hour sermon. And it says in the presence of the men, the women, all can understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. So for six hours, they're hearing Ezra read it and they stay attentive. They are glued in to what? Not how great Ezra is, not his magical words. They are glued into what God has said through his word. There is a dynamic thing that happens when the man of God preaches the word of God to the people of God. There is an energy that happens that the spirit is moving with the word upon a people. And that's what we see really in Nehemiah chapter eight. And it says this in verse four, and Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that had been made for that purpose. So you've got this like pulpit that was made. Um, and then beside him, it names uh, these guys that are to his right and his left. And then in verse five, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. for He was above all the people. And as he opened it, the people stood. Now, we typically stand during worship, right? Like when the guitar plays and it's time for worship, we stand up. But here, the people stood when the Bible was opened. It's this act of that that preaching is an act of worship. They stand in reverence. They stand in awe of God's word and what he has said. And then it says in verse 6, And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people, and answered, Amen and Amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed down their heads and worshiped the Lord with their face to the ground. So here the people, they are hearing the word of God preached to them. Ezra is reading it aloud to them, and we're going to see that he's also explaining it to them. But right now we just hear this reading of the word out loud, and people are shouting, they're lifting their hands, they're bowing their heads, they're worshiping God. They're worshiping the preached word of God because they're hearing from God's voice. And then it says that that the other people that were with him, in verse 7, helped the people understand the law. While the people remained in their place, they read from the book, from the law of God, clearly, and they gave the sense so the people could understand the reading. So this is uh, what we would call really expository preaching. So they're exposing the text to the people. They are showing, hey, here's what God has said, and here's what it means. They're reading the Bible, and then they're explaining the Bible to the people so that the people can make sense of it, and they can understand it, and they can apply it to their life. So they're not just reading the Bible. They are making it clear. They're giving examples. They're helping it come alive. They're giving sense. They're helping people understand. And this is what happens during preaching, that we open the Bible and we explain it so that people can hear it, understand it, and know what God has said. Verse 9 says this, And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and the scribe and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the Lord. So there was a conviction that happened because they knew we don't live up to this. What, what this guy is saying and what he's explaining, we have not lived up to this. And then he said, then he said, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for this day is holy to the Lord. Do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the preaching brought conviction that they knew they hadn't lived up to the word of God, but then Ezra, he brings grace and the grace is, hey, have joy because you've heard the word, you've been convicted by the word, but guess what? You can stand in the strength of of the Lord. He's calling them to trust in the Lord. He's calling them to know who they are in the Lord, that this is a gospel proclamation. Hey, yes, you failed, but in God, there is hope. 
And then he says this in verse 12, And all the people went their way, they ate and they drank, and they sinned portions, and made great rejoicing, because they had understood the words that were declared to them. So at the end of all of this, there is an understanding of the word of God. They they clearly understood it. They they saw what was there. And, and what we see here is, one commentator pointed out, that for the first time in Judaism, the Torah, which is the law, was more important than the temple. Um, here you have a temple that they're trying to rebuild, but but the people they're standing, they're glorying more in a scroll than they are in a building. Um, they, this wooden platform is more glorious to them than all the gold in the temple because it is God's very word spoken to them. I love what uh, Dr. Moeller says about this little portion of Nehemiah. He says, No better portrait of expository preaching could be found than in Nehemiah 8.8. Giving sense is not merely the act of translating from one language to another. It has to do with explaining a text, breaking it down, making it meaning clear to a congregation. Essentially, this is what it means to preach. So that's what's happening in Nehemiah chapter 8. There is a reading of the word, and then there is an explaining of the word, a breaking down of the word, making it make sense to the congregation so that the congregation knows what to do with the word of God. So here we see in Nehemiah chapter 8 that the people of God, they've came out of exile. What do they say? Ezra, go get the book. And Ezra builds a platform and he stands before the people. And as he opens the book, all the people stand. They have reverence for God. They worship God. They hear the word, not just read to them, but explained to them. They understand what it means for their life. And then they are convicted. They are weeping, but then they find joy and rejoicing because they find the grace of God in the word of God. So here we see this beautiful picture in the Old Testament of preaching. And of course, we see all throughout the Bible, God's people come together to hear the word of God preached. We see that in the synagogues. When Jesus shows up, what do they do? They hand him the scroll. What does he do? He reads from it, and then he preaches from it. And then we see the early church. What do they do? Paul will tell Timothy, you need to preach the word. It's really, really important. Be ready in season, out of season. Preach the word. Why? Because the people of God need the preached word of God. Because Christianity, it can't exist without the preaching of God's word. We were made to come together and to hear the preached word of God. Because in the preaching of the word of God, God takes the man of God and the word of God and does something among the people of God. He does miracles Sunday after Sunday at the preached word of God. So I hope this has encouraged you wherever you go to church that you would love the preaching of the word of God. Because God does something really special when the Word of God and the Spirit of God come upon the congregation of God. God is moving and doing. Hey, God gave us a book, but didn't just give us a book. He gave us preachers of the book. So this Sunday, yes, all through the week, read your Bible, memorize your Bible, study your Bible. When it comes to Sunday, go to church and hear the Bible preached. Because there's just something about the preached Word of God.